0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. So, uh,
1: Dr. Wakenell, last time we talked a little bit about resentment.
0: Well, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be a few times ago. It'll be a few times ago? Talked about resentment. So a
1: few times ago, Mm -hmm. multiple times ago, Mm -hmm. we talked about resentment. Yes, and I think we 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 did a fairly good job of kind of explaining what resentment was. Um, I think we both agreed it was kind of a an anger related um, process uh, that seemed to depend on kind of going over and over and over uh, the reasons for your anger mm-hmm. or, or the fact that you were angry. It kind of it requires this kind of ruminative
0: stewing, and at the same time, avoiding doing the things that might actually address the source of whatever you're frustrated or angry uh, about.
1: Yeah, and so I think today we kind of wanted to talk about how to deal with the resentment, and that might be a something yeah. along those lines. But we, we, we did a good job, I think, kind of explaining what it was. So today, yeah, we wanted to talk a little bit more about how you deal with resentment or, or how to get through it or past it, Yeah, uh, whatever you want to call it. So you, you mentioned something there.
0: Well, I'm, what do you make of the idea of when people bring up resentment and they talk about um, working on it, Mm-hmm. the way they phrase it usually is letting go of resentment. Yeah. What do you what do you make of that um metaphor?
1: I like it. I don't I don't I don't mind it at all. Um I think I think resentment dealing with resentment requires a couple components, I think. Um so I'll just I'll give you my Lay it on me, brother. my explanation. Because because resentment has this um uh, emotional intensity and this kind of behavioral um, requirement that you kind of review and process and seethe and stew in that kind of emotion. Um, I, I think that the best way to handle resentment, um, is both kind of a cognitive way, something that you do, a, a mental process that you do and kind of a, a behavioral way as well, where you, you kind of break up patterns basically. Okay. So interrupting those things. Um, this is going to really bother true behaviors because I'm going to say that ruminating or thinking a lot is a behavior so tolerate it just for the (laughs) just for now if you will
0: all those true behaviorists in our audience
1: Uh, yeah but in a nutshell i think you both have to mentally kind of remind yourself that you you do want to let go of the resentment and that you are kind of about that process that Mm -hmm. you are engaged in the process of not ruminating about this thing and not kind of um going over that same old wound over and over again. So mentally, you're kind of preparing yourself for that part. Mm-hmm. And then behaviorally, when that anger is brought up or that memory is brought up or that setting or condition is brought up, um, you want to interrupt that pattern. So whether that's ruminating about that actively or talking to it with friends or whatever, you want to stop doing that, Yeah, basically. So we're, we're going to stop the two components of resentment, I think. So
0: I think that's a huge, I think it's a really important idea that I think a lot of people get confused and frustrated with the idea of letting go of resentment because I think the idea is correct, but I I actually think, I think technically letting go of resentment is a misnomer. I I don't, I think it's misleading because you, you don't let go of the emotion of resentment. You, you can't literally let go of, you can't affect your emotions directly at all. Right. The trick is you have to understand the things that are generating the emotion and let go of those things. Exactly. Right? So you, you, you don't let go of resentment, you let go of rumination. You yeah. let go of venting. You let go of scorekeeping. Right? You let go of slamming doors and walking away. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, so it's about letting go of the things that lead to resentment, not the, re- and, and then hopefully the resentment will fall away as a result right
1: yeah I, you know i, I talked i talk about resentment with my clients and, and i and i preface this discussion pretty well with them but i but i really look at resentment as kind of a um adopting a victim role a lot that whenever you move into that resentment there is this kind of victim victimhood that comes into the equation where you've been wronged unfairly unjustly or whatever that is but and the problem with that, the reason why I find that kind of unworkable is there's no way to go from there. If you just stay in that victim role, there's nowhere to go. You were just wronged. That's it.
0: Well, don't you just have to convince the person who wronged you that they were wrong and they should admit it? Yeah, you probably tried that a long time ago, <laughs> I would think.
1: <laughs> or maybe you didn't. But uh, the chances of you convincing that someone, of you convincing anybody of anything, who knows, right? And, and that's not, that probably doesn't always take care of resentment anyway. So the idea, though, is to stay out of that kind of victimhood role and and start a more empowering role, which is I get to decide what I want to do with this, you know. I get to decide whether I want to lament this and keep going over and Mm -hmm. over and over it and still choosing to be very angry and frustrated. And I get to choose whether I want to carry this around with me or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's kind of a more empowering kind of stance. Whereas I think once you slip into that ruminative kind of victimhood where you're going to go over the wound again, there's nowhere to go.
0: Yeah, I think one of the, I think you're right. Um, but one of the obstacle, the surprisingly large obstacles to doing that is that in some way, um, resentment feels good, which sounds paradoxical. But I think the idea is if if you hold on to this belief structure that like they did wrong to me yeah, or they're doing anger. wrong to me, yeah. what you're implying is I'm right. Yeah. Right. I'm the good guy. Yeah.
1: I'm the good guy here.
0: And that, that feels good, mm-hmm. actually. Right. Yeah. When you, by extension, imply that you're the good guy, you're the victim, you're the, you've been wronged.
1: It's kind of like anger in general, where it just feels mm-hmm. good to kind of like in a self righteous kind of way to be angry and in to, the moment and anyway. Feel like, yeah. In yeah. the moment. In the moment. You're right. Yeah.
0: So it, it's not just, I mean, if it was just as easy as letting go of <laughs> you do it. I, and one of the reasons it's hard is because it, it a lot of people, I think, on a, semi-conscious level, they don't want to let go of that, that, Mm -hmm. that kind of self-righteous anger, that sense that I'm in the right here. Um, Yeah. Well,
1: and it's also, I've got to let go of the idea of justice, that I'm going to get my, what I, what I deserve, you know, and, and that's a hard part too. I think a lot of people don't let go of resentment because they feel like, um, it's, it's kind of giving up on Mm -hmm. what's fair, you know,
0: or it's even like dishonest or disingenuous of them. Mm, yeah, Right. it wouldn't be right if they Yeah, it's <laughs> not right if I, yeah. Yeah. But that's, in some ways that's a, a legit, so let, let, let's kind of make this concrete. Like what's a, what's a common example of a, like a resentment pattern you, you see where people are kind of stuck in resentment? Oh, like, well, let's, let's
1: just say you've loaned money to a friend and they haven't paid you back and okay. it's been years and every time you try, um, they've got a reason not to pay you back. Mm-hmm. Let's say it was a few thousand bucks. Let's say it's a good amount of money. Okay. And over the years, they've kind of just drifted. You don't even talk to him hardly anymore because mm-hmm. you kind of sense that they're nervous about owing you all that money. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of, on a regular basis, remind yourself that that guy's a jerk and he mm-hmm. didn't pay me back and he owes me money. And he's a, and he's, a, you know, you just, you just ruminate about screaming at him and yelling what you're going to say if you ever bump into right. him and you're going to give it to him. And, and every time your friends are around, you tell him what a jerk that guy is. And, um, yeah, it's kind of a rehearsed mm-hmm. anger pattern. Yeah, is that an example you're looking for? Yeah, totally.
0: Okay. Okay. So, um, but but uh, this idea of letting go of the resentment—it's um, obviously harder than people think because people stay stuck like this. Because it—it it seems to me it would it would require one of two things: either you 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 do justice, <laughs> which we'll talk about in a second, is can be surprisingly hard, mm-hmm. or you just give up on the idea of it and say, you know what? It is what it is. I'm just. I'm not gonna think about it anymore. I'm gonna acknowledge and accept the fact that what he did is kind of wrong, and that's it. And th- and that that's hard. I, I think yeah. that goes against a lot of our like moral um, programming. It's, injustice it's should like always if, be righted. Yeah.
1: If I don't get justice, it it, it like I've colluded. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. It, you know, I'm kind of letting go of the idea that I was wronged. Maybe. Mm-hmm.
0: But let's say someone says. No, you know what? This like I'm not okay with this. I don't I don't want friends who get away with this type of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? A lot a lot of people will say that intellectually that they want to do something and they spend all this time thinking about what they're going to say to the person and what so why don't they? Yeah. Why don't they write the injustice? What would that look like? With this, let's take this example.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe you send an email or text or a phone call and you say, "Hey, it's mm-hmm. really bothering me that you owe me all this money yep. and you haven't paid it back. It's hurting my feelings. It's making me not trust you. Mm-hmm. I I would prefer you pay me this money back yep. and we square up and. So
0: way. why don't people do that more?
1: Well, I think I think they hint at it a lot. Uh-huh. You, 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 when, usually, when I see there's like these half attempts that kind of not explicitly. Right. They're kind of passive like aggressive, aggressive about it. Yeah, it's it's but, like these. Well, hints, but
0: why aren't people yeah. just direct? Why not just say, "Hey, this really bothers mm-hmm. me. It's wrong. You agreed to do this." Pay me back, please.
1: I think it's one avoidance of conflict. Uh-huh. Um, and I think the other part is they think that would be rude.
0: Yeah. So, but, oh, okay. So fear, first of all, fear of conflict. Both, both. But fear. then exactly. also, yeah. um, what, guilt, right? If I did this, it would be rude. It would be wrong somehow. Yeah, yeah. For me to be this direct. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Or really uncomfortable, like the first, uh-huh. yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. So then you've got this interesting dilemma where you're you're pitting kind of like one moral thing against another, mm-hmm. which is like it's wrong for him to do this, but it's also it's wrong for me to ask for what I really want. And to now, I think if you literally do that, you're going to realize well, one is actually wrong. One maybe just feels, feels wrong, awkward. Yeah. So I think that's an important step is to figure out what are these kind of vague feelings of right and wrong floating Mm -hmm. around and really kind of crystallize them. Mm -hmm. But then I think there's this other layer that makes this doubly or triply hard, which is, let's say, okay, let's say you even, you get up the gumption to have a direct conversation with this person and say, look, I'm willing to kind of let this go. Please just pay me what you owe me. Um, If it's in a month, that's fine. But like, do it.
1: Let's do this. Yeah.
0: The problem is you've probably been doing that at least to, to some extent for a while, and it's still not happening. Right. Which means y- it's not just setting a, a rule that's important. You have to be able to reinforce it, mm-hmm. to enforce it. Mm. Right? There have to be consequences to not following the rule if you're going to set it. Right. Right? Because I think this is what happens with a lot of resentment situations is you have some rule or some belief that about what someone else should be doing, and they're violating it. All over. Yeah. But a huge problem I see with these situations is people... They want the other person to self correct, but they're not willing to go through the work or the discomfort of setting a rule and then enforcing it with actual consequences.
1: And, and, and I agree. I think sometimes there's an anxiety motive there or, or a fear based, like, oh, I'd be awkward or it'd be. But I think there's another part, which is it's not fair that I have to be the one to fix this problem. They're the ones doing the wrong thing. Mm hmm. I shouldn't have to. I see that Mm, a lot, too. I shouldn't have to fix this. Right. It's their problem, right? (laughs) And there's this, like, very, again, kind of a righteousness stance that's taken, like, I shouldn't have to do -hmm. this, right? So I see that as well.
0: What do you you say when people say that?
1: um, Yeah. You can take that stance all you want. It doesn't seem like it's going anywhere, Mm. you know? It it just seems totally futile to do that. But, yeah, I, I would acknowledge, yes, this seems unfair and what are you going to do?
0: How's it working for yeah. you? Yeah.
1: What are you going to do? But there yeah. is also that I think sometimes with the resentment it's I've been wronged and then the steps that, that you might be required to take are also this additional kind of wrongdoing that this person's doing now too.
0: So what this suggests to me is that there, there's basically two big points of resistance when it comes to actually addressing resentments. One is um, kind of subtle fear. Like you're, you 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 talk a good game about how you're angry and you're upset and it's about justice and, but really you're just afraid of conflict. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you're afraid that they're going to get upset or they're going to think you're a pushy person or whatever it is. So there's actually, there can actually be a lot of fear behind resentment. So that is often really worth taking a look at. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that this last situation we just talked about where people have a hard time with the idea that, well, they should fix the problem. Yeah. Right. Right. And to me, what's going on there is that suggests to me that y- you would rather continue to feel resentful and also feel self-righteous like you're the one who's right and they're wrong as opposed to,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, you're actually.
1: More, you're more wed to being
0: right. Right. Than you are to f- not feeling resentful. Right. And you can't have it both ways. Yeah. Right. It's a tricky thing. And that, so it's just, if that's the path you want to go down, the consequence is, you're gonna feel resentful, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's a trade-off people are making that maybe they're not always really aware of.
1: Yeah, and it's a hard thing. I I, I have a lot of people ask, you know, how do I how do I handle this resentment? And that, that's a common question that comes up in therapy a lot. And and by the time they've asked that question, I'm like, oh, that's already the first step is just deciding you don't yeah. want to do this anymore. You know, that that's so important to to kind of get to a place where you're recognizing this resentment that I'm holding. Um. I want to. I want to put it down. This this isn't something I want to do anymore. You know, or I don't want to
0: have this. Anymore. Well, and to really think through what would that entail. And, that's and, the, thing. and there's
1: the second realization is that it's going to take effort on your part to mm-hmm. do that. You know, it, it's not going to be easy to put down a resentment that has been well rehearsed over and over.
0: It's another reason I I don't I don't dislike, but I don't love the idea of letting go of resentment because it it implies that it's well, you just have to let go.
1: Yeah, I think I use the phrase putting it's, it down. A it's lot. a pretty.
0: It's a more effortful process yeah, than let it go Yeah, it's you're going to choose to do
1: more than almost anything else. It's going to be yeah. a choice, a, a mental choice not to rehearse that and a mental ho- choice to kind of forgive or move on or whatever it is, but really orienting that thought process of I'm going to put this down. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm going to choose. You don't just kind of slip right through it or find yourself on the other side of it. It's kind of a choice the whole way. And and first part, I think, is just oriented to the fact that I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um What's the next step do you think?
0: Um, I, I think I think it becomes about noticing. So let's say you make that commitment and you say, Okay, I like I, I, don't, I don't I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Right. But then you, you know, you you bump into your buddy who hasn't paid you back in the store mm-hmm. and you afterwards you find yourself thinking about him again. And then you say, Well, wait, wait a second, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I think there's a lot of I think we get addicted to ruminating about resentment. Right. And so it becomes about resisting that craving to make yourself feel self-righteous. Right. And I think you have to think about it in those terms, right? That it's like you've created a habit, a mental habit of ruminating on why you were wronged, which has been reinforced because in a way it makes you feel good, Mm -hmm. makes you feel empowered, Mm -hmm. right? You have to know that that's going to come. You have to know that you're going to get hit by that craving mm-hmm. and and then you have to be able to resist it. Or so you don't get
1: hit with it and then practice anyway, right?
0: Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. you got to have a game plan. You got to anticipate it coming and then you got got to have a game plan for what you're going to do. Yeah. when that happens. Yeah. You for a
1: for a different way of thinking about that or a different way of dealing with it? Is that what you mean? Or, or?
0: just literally not thinking about it. You, you got to really. know that your your instinct is going to be to think more about it. You got to see that coming, mm-hmm. right? And then be think through. Well, okay, what else do I do with my mind and my attention then when that comes up? Yeah, right. Do you know? Do I call a friend? Do I put on the radio? Do I you know like? But you got to have kind of a plan.
1: Even if that plan is to, re- what I've done is just kind of repeat. I don't want to be angry about this anymore. You know, mm. that that thought will come up. All oh, that, per- I just don't want to do that anymore. Right, I just don't want to do that anymore. And, and there, there are several things you can do there. You can look for your part in that situation, empathy, build empathy or compassion for that other person. There's lots of things to do in that moment. Or just remind yourself, I just don't want to see that anymore. I just don't want to feel yeah. angry and resentful and I'm trying to be a different person now or I'm trying to do this other thing. But even that can be enough, I think, to reorient and, mm-hmm. and interrupt that Ruminative, kind of resentful, seething that can happen there.
0: Yeah, I like to think sometimes in terms of there's this idea from economics called opportunity cost. Uh-huh. You know, I think we've talked about this before, but sure. but it's really important. It sounds technical, but it's it's really pretty straightforward. It's that if I've got a you know five bucks, I can spend it on a latte at Starbucks, but if I spend it on a latte, I can't spend it on a sandwich for lunch. Right. I can't give it to my kids for ice cream after school. Mm-hmm. I can't put it in an investment account. So it's worth thinking about. You have, you have finite time and attention, in life, right. right? And if you for an hour, if you put your time and attention on ruminating about how you've been wronged by this, you know, deadbeat buddy who won't pay you back, right? That is an hour of time you will never get back. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of things you could also spend that time and energy on. Yeah. So think through, like, where else could I, you know invest that time well I, I could call another friend that i don't get to see regular enough and, ha- and have a really good conversation with them yeah is that really a trade-off i want to make is ruminating about this guy who's done me wrong is that more important than spending a high quality conversation with my other friend no yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> right
1: even though lo- even to look at that ruminative aspect of resentful uh, resentment as this is a behavior that makes me feel awful do i want to
0: do this and make run. myself
1: feel yeah. awful
0: right and how? what else could I do that would make myself feel really good? Yeah. Right? Yeah,
1: literally, I am doing the thing that's making my resentment grow, mm-hmm. um, and do I really want to be doing that as opposed to something else that could be making me feel positively about something? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. And so that mm. I think that's important, though, the, the, um, the short-term, long-term trade-off. Mm-hmm. In the very short-term, there's a way in which resentment feels good. Very right? short-term, right. But But it's kind of like, you know, eat thirds of dessert like it kind of tastes good when you first stuff it in your mouth <laughs> right. but like you feel awful afterwards right. and there's all sorts of long-term consequences that go along with that right so i think you got to see the the choice to decline your mind's invitation to ruminate <laughs> as as a it's a long-term play you're yeah. giving up a, a very trivial short-term benefit for a much bigger long-term benefit, and yeah. I think keeping that in mind is really important.
1: I think so too. That that is kind of the goal is is to really just break up and interrupt that ruminative seething that goes on.
0: Yeah, and to and to kind of demystify it, like it's just a habit. Like we yeah. have habits all the time. Yeah, and you've gotten into this mental habit of ruminating, but it's just a habit, and you it's it's strong. But like you can you can break it and create a different habit. Yeah. Um, so don't don't give it more. Meaning that it that it needs to have, I think that's important too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Know? There's no cosmic kind of reason for no. it. It's just the fact that you rehearse it and rehearse it so yeah. often that is either gonna grow your resentment or shrink it. Right. You know, it'll it'll, it'll reflect how much you're thinking about it though. So, so re- resentment, awful stuff. But try to work through that. Try to put it down. Try to let it go. <laughs> whatever you're gonna do. <laughs> Um, but interrupt that seething and ruminative process that goes along with all those reminders of your mistreatment. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance and if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.